You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. An argument of Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 through chapter 22. The second half of the revelation about Jesus Christ, chronologically speaking, begins at Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 and following chronicles the announcement of God's reclamation of the earth and the associated events in connection with it which occurs at the sounding of the seventh trumpet. The announcement of God's reclamation of the earth meets with two responses. The 24 elders worship and adore God, but the nations are enraged because the final phase of God's wrath has come. It is also during this time that the saints of the ages are judged and rewarded. With God's reclamation of the earth, the final phase of God's wrath against the earth dwellers immediately comes. However, John's chronology chronology or chronological sequence stops because one final detail is necessary for the reader to fully appreciate the ferocity of God's final blast of wrath that will be seen in the bowls. The author has yet to explain why the earth dwellers are the objects of God's most intense display of wrath. What motivates the earth dwellers to not only hate God, and his people, but to engage in murder and usurpation of the things of God. Up to this point, the book has focused, and rightly so, on God with very little attention given to the primary antagonist, Satan, and his Antichrist. The mention of a beast that comes up out of the abyss certainly has left some unanswered questions. The 12th and 13th chapter of the Revelation reflects this change of focus. God's program to reclaim the earth involved 5,000 plus years of history that is replete with satanic opposition. Satanic opposition to prevent God's reclamation of the earth and the subsequent kingdom of his son that follows reaches its ultimate resistance after God reclaims the earth. Satan's attempt to prevent the physical reign of the sun upon the earth has a long history. Satan's attempt to and failures along with God's final response lie at the core of Revelation chapter 12 through chapter 19. John will present the material under the guise of three signs. Revelation chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 details the first sign. Israel is given is to give birth to the king of the earth. 
Revelation chapter 12, verses 3 through chapter 14, verse 20, details the second sign. Satan's multi-phased plan to prevent the king of heaven from reigning on the earth is systematically thwarted by God. Satan's multi-phase plan has two primary manifestations. First, there is a seven-king nation attempt to prevent the ascension of the Son to heaven to receive his kingdom authority. And second, a ten-nation coalition will attempt to defeat the Son at his descent to begin the exercise of his newly acquired authority. Satan's first phase to prevent the temporal reign of the sun upon the earth involved seven kings slash nations attempting to prevent the ascension of the sun to heaven where he receives his kingdom authority. A great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on the seven heads represents Satan and his satanic plan to prevent the ascension of the Son to receive kingdom authority. His first, he first seeks to destroy the child. However, the child is born and is caught up to heaven. Until the birth of the child, the great red dragon's plan involves seven crown heads, the seven crown heads phase. Satan uses seven key nations. Those seven nations, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Each attempt to prevent the continuation of the special line that will ultimately produce the man-child. Consequently, once the child was taken up to heaven, having failed to prevent the ascension of the man-child, the satanic plan employing individual beast empires ceased. As God of this world, Satan has bruised or busied himself harassing the bride. These efforts have continued now for nearly 2,000 years. At some point in the future, these 5,000-year-plus processes will end with Satan's eviction from heaven and ultimately his eviction from the earth. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 indicates Michael and his angels will begin a war in heaven with the expressed purpose of evicting Satan and his angels from heaven. This, in turn, will set off a series of events that will culminate in the eviction of Satan and his angels from earth. However, between his eviction from heaven and his eviction from earth, Satan will sponsor the worst persecution of the righteous this world will ever experience. He first attempts a final destruction of the woman who gave birth to the child, but is prevented by God's deliverance of the woman to protective custody for three and a half years. He then turns his attention to the offspring of the woman. Revelation 13 explains how the dragon will make war with the offspring of the woman, 
a beast king will arise from the sea to operate in the power of Satan. The beast king is seven-headed with ten horns and ten crowns. This is the second phase of the dragon's plan to present to prevent the sun from reigning upon the earth. The beast king experiences a resurrection which brings the praise and admiration of the world. The beast king makes war with the saints and his authority over all earth dwellers. A second beast will arise out of the earth. He operates in the power of Satan and at the behest of the first beast king. The ten king beast empire will attempt the destruction of the saints but will fail when the saints are removed from his sphere of influence. Revelation 14 focuses on the destruction of the beast and his beast-marked earth dwellers. The reader must remember the temporal sequence and separate it from the thematic sequence that chapters 12 and 13 present. After God reclaimed the earth in chapter 11, John stopped his chronological mark to the temporal kingdom of God. He stopped to explain the origin of the resistance to God's temporal reign on the earth, which of course is Satan and his empires. Having explained Satan's plan, John returns to the chronological sequence and the events that immediately follow God's reclamation of the earth. Now this is very, very important, and if you don't get it, you don't understand the book of Revelation. Upon God's reclamation of the earth that was first presented in chapter 11, Jesus Christ will subsequently appear in Jerusalem on Mount Zion with the previously sealed 144,000 Jews who represent the first fruits of God's long-promised deliverance of national Israel. Given the destruction that follows, this group will along with all the other Jews saved in Jerusalem and Judea, will need to evacuate the city. Following the deliverance of Israel, three angels are depicted flying in mid-heaven. Their first angel announces an eternal gospel, the gospel of God, to the earth dwellers on the earth. The promise that God is going to physically manifest in wrath. The second angel announces the imminent destruction of the capital city of the beast empire. The third angel announces the consequences for the earth dwellers who worship or take the mark of the beast king. These individuals will experience the greatest blast of God's wrath the world will ever know. The final episode reported in Revelation 14 concerns a preview of the final blast of God's wrath against the earth dwellers. As with the messages of the three angels, the final episode is a warning of the imminent destruction about to befall the wicked earth dwellers. In the 15th chapter of Revelation, a third of three signs appear. This sign is the final outpouring of God's wrath the destruction of the final outpouring of the seven plagues is preceded by heavenly testimony in support of the legitimacy of God's wrath. 
The first two witnesses to testify is a group who remain faithful in the face of the beast and his campaign of terror. The previous two signs, the woman and the great red dragon, provide ample evidence that God's wrath about to fall is legitimate. The praise team vouchsafed that God's righteous response to the beast is justified. After all, these were eyewitnesses. The seven angels who will execute the final blast of God's wrath proceed from the temple of the tabernacle of God. This provides a second testimony that vouches safe that God's righteous response to the beast is justified. These seven angels bear testimony that God's wrath is justified. Revelation 16 is the actual resumption of the chronological sequence that was stopped at the end of Revelation chapter 11 in order for the reader to understand why the bold judgments are so severe. The significance of the final wrath of God upon the dragon, the beast, and his kingdom can only be appreciated in light of the career of Satan. The seven bold judgments are primarily targeted against the Antichrist, his kingdom, and the beast-marked worshipers of the earth. The first bowl inflicts the beast-marked worshippers with loathsome and malignant sores. The second bowl turns all salt water sources to blood with the result that all life therein ceased. The third bowl turned all fresh water sources into blood. The water angels offers commentary at this point. The purpose of God's action against salt and fresh water sources because they, the beast-marked men, poured out the blood of saints and prophet and thus has given and thus God has given them blood to drink because that's what they deserve since the beast marked men are like like blood God gave them blood to drink the justice is obvious the fourth bowl brings scorching heat from the sun the response of the beast marked worshipers is blasphemy the fifth bowl wraps the kingdom of the beast in a darkness unparalleled the sixth bowl dries up the Euphrates River so that the kings of the east might have access to the land of Israel. In connection with this, Satan, Antichrist, and the false prophets send demonic spirits to convince the world's leadership to come to the, the mother of all battles, which is historically called Armageddon. The seventh and final bold judgment brings devastation to the earth. All the cities of the earth are destroyed, including the capital of the Antichrist's temporary kingdom. Along with the destruction of mountains and islands, hailstones fall from the sky. The destruction seen in the bold judgments is primarily God's wrath against Antichrist, his kingdom, and the beast-marked worshippers. This destruction is first previewed in Revelation chapter 14, verses 14 to 20. The destruction is subsequently overviewed in the bold judgments which are detailed in Revelation 16. The finale of God's destruction regards Antichrist and his capital, bold 6 and 7, are given considerable attention in Revelation chapter 17, 18, and 19. Revelation 17 and 18 is given to the destruction of the beast's capital city, 
which was overviewed in the seventh bowl. Revelation 19 details the destruction of Antichrist and his beast mark worshippers, which was overviewed in the sixth bowl. Revelation 17 and 18 have a singular task, the judgment of the great harlot. Revelation 17 identifies the capital city of the, of the beast and her crimes. The capital city is personified as a woman responsible for leading the world, the kings and the earth dwellers, in the worship of the beast. She intoxicated the world with her devotion to the beast. She is carried by the beast. The beast that carries the woman is a composite of seven heads and ten horns. The woman is dressed in the finest apparel befitting a queen, but she carries with her abominations and unclean things. Her crimes are so great that she is epitomized as the mother of criminals. A list of her crimes includes the murder of saints and the very witnesses of Jesus Christ. The angel instructing John identifies the seven-headed, ten-horned beast first. The beast is a king of a former beast empire resurrected to lead the final beast empire charged to prevent the temporal reign of the sun on the earth. He will have the assistance of ten kings who have no kingdoms. Their attempt will fail, but not before God uses them to discipline the capital city of Antichrist because of her harlotries. Revelation 18 will present her destruction. The destruction of the city is necessary because she has become the home of demonic forces and leads the world in the worship of the beast. She boasted that her acts of betrayal will go unpunished. But God remembered. The kings, the merchants, and sailors lament the destruction of the city. A strong angel describes her future. Revelation 19 takes up the overview of bowl 6. The actual destruction of Antichrist is a small portion of chapter 19. Two-thirds of the chapter is given to a description of the victory of the Lamb. The chapter begins with a fourfold offering of hallelujah. A great multitude in heaven praises God for avenging the murder of his bondservants by the great harlot. The twenty-four elders and the four living creatures praise God. Jesus calls for the praise of God. A great multitude offers praise to God. Following the Hallelujah Chorus, the marriage of the Lamb occurs. Immediately following the wedding announcement, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords descends upon earth from heaven with an army. A cry goes out to the birds of the air together for the supper of God. The beast and his kingdoms, his kings and their armies are gathered for battle. The beast and the false prophet are thrown alive into the lake of fire. The armies were killed by the sword of Christ, their bodies were eaten by the birds. Chapter 20 opens with the continuation of God's removal of all that is unlike himself from the earth. Satan is bound in a bottomless pit for a thousand years after which he will be released. 
After Satan's imprisonment, the saints of the ages, along with the beheaded martyrs who refused Antichrist's offer, will reign with Christ for 1,000 years upon the earth. After a thousand years, Satan is released from his imprisonment to lead one last revolt against the kingdom of God. He will be as successful in his final revolt as he has been throughout the ages. Chapter 20 concludes with a summary of the final resurrection and judgment of all wicked dead and those righteous ones who died during the temporal or millennial kingdom. The, first 20, the 21st chapter opens with a summary statement of a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. For the first have ceased to be. A lengthy description of the new Jerusalem follows, and chapter 22 concludes with the summary of the details. In our opinion, it's only by understanding the structure of the book can you correctly place the timing of an ethereal reunion between Christ and his disciples. Having looked at the structure of Revelation, in our next session, we will actually look at what I believe to be the best and most biblically consistent timing for the rapture of the church presented in the Revelation about Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.